Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. Always great to chat with you. Super excited to talk with this guy as we get our monthly update from him. He is the congressman from the 5th Congressional District in the great state of Ohio. Excited to have back on the program with us here, Congressman Bob Latta. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, and thanks for having me on this morning. Hey, it's always good to chat with you. I know you, you've you been busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, From what I've heard, the investigation on maybe the origins of the COVID-19 virus heating up a little bit. Started off with the emails being leaked from Dr. Anthony Fauci trying to suppress the story about the Wuhan lab going on there. We just heard from our senator even here in the state of Kansas about potential outbreak in the military, even prior to maybe with some military individuals that were in Wuhan back in like October of 2019. So it sounds like there's some validity to this. What's the latest that you've heard? And are we going to see an actual investigation into China's role with the spread of this virus? Well, I think it's definitely essential that we go forward with an investigation because, you know, right off the bat, when you look at a virus that's killed millions across the globe, you want to know exactly how it originated. You know, there was a lot of skepticism right off the bat uh, when the Chinese were saying, and again, you always want to say the communist Chinese were saying uh, how this got out there. And, uh, but there's, you know, but that laboratory there has always been a question right off the bat. And uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, individuals across the globe, especially starting with the World Health Organization, if we remember how they pretty much uh, were saying that uh, President Trump at the time was, you know, being xenophobic, that uh, it, when he wanted to shut things down and prevent uh, that travel, he was absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't think the World Health, Health Organization has been on the right side of getting to the truth of this matter. I think when you look at uh, how they pretty much uh, whitewashed some of this investigation a couple of months ago, that is a real concern. So I think we have to investigate this. The world needs to know where it started, how it started, and why it started, and uh, we need to get there. Yeah, we absolutely need to investigate it. My my big question is why was it suppressed? I mean, what does it matter if if it came from Wuhan, China? I mean, I know they tried to play the race card and about uh, you know hate crimes against Asians, but I mean, even before any of that, why try and suppress a story like this if we're really out there trying to get the answer, trying to get the truth, trying to figure out where this came from and how to stop it from happening again? Why would that be a big issue unless there's some type of personal ties with that or something going on? Well, you know, I think some of it's political. I think that uh, some of the folks out there on the other side didn't want to acknowledge that President President Trump, that is, might be right. <laughs> so, and uh, you know, when you look what happened, he was right in doing what he did, uh, saying that we had to, uh, you know, stop that travel, to, to stop that spread. And uh, so, you know, it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, being anti-anybody. It was being anti-making sure this thing didn't spread. And again, as I mentioned, the World Health Organization, you know, I think that they, they're at play in this thing where, the, you know, initially how they were saying they were downplaying it, how they uh, didn't want to acknowledge it. And, uh, and, and again, the report that they put out allowing the Chinese to be at the table helping on that report was ridiculous. And uh, so I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks out there that uh, said things initially or during the whole uh, outbreak with COVID-19 that, uh, you know, did not uh, get the right information out there at the time. 
Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now, the big question is with the investigations and with some of the information now starting to come out about China and their role with this, do you think that's going to have any effect on the World Health Organization or any big uh, major international health organizations that China's involved with? Obviously, the WHA, uh, WHO is funded in part by China. So is there any type of consideration about maybe are, are they getting misinformation? Are we going to have reprimations against China from the World Health Organization? What could that lead to? Well, and again, you know, uh, the Chinese have been, uh, and again, the communist Chinese have been out there across the globe, uh, you know, inserting their influence. And, uh, you know, so there's some uh, organizations, and that's, you know, I'm not going to say right off the bat with who, but uh, they've got a lot of play with. And I just think that, again, if you're going to, you need to have an independent investigation of this, and it's got to be a truthful investigation and laying all the facts out there. And not just saying, well, you know, we don't uh, want to get anybody mad at us, and that's not the way we're going to get there. <laughs> we have to remember that the communist Chinese, that once this thing broke, did not tell the rest of the world what was going on, that uh, they went around the globe and bought all the uh, personal protection equipment that they possibly could, left the rest of us, you know, high and dry. So I think it's really a problem that, uh, you know, when you start saying that, well, we're going to listen to what the Chinese have to say about this, well, uh, I say it's got to be really a down-to-earth, independent investigation, what happened, bring in people that will be independent of the Chinese and get to the get to the bottom of it. Because, again, you don't want something like this ever to happen again. And, uh, because we, you know, again, millions of people have died across the globe, and uh, it comes right back to the communist Chinese initially knowing what was going on but uh, letting uh, things, uh, uh, you know, from travel to trade and everything else continue on while uh, they, they let this thing spread. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, maybe we can limit the exposure and the influence that the communist Chinese have on some of these especially. Uh, we talked with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. Let's shift gears a little bit talk about some policy issues. The infrastructure bill, it's back in the news again, saying that it's making some traction. We're gaining a little bit and actually getting some momentum to, to see if this thing might actually happen. Where are we on the House side? And what have you heard about this infrastructure plan? And do you think it's actually going to happen? Well, over on the Senate side, you know, there's been negotiations going on, but there's a big question. How are you going to pay for this? Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing. Yeah, because, you know, when uh, President Biden wrote out this thing, it was $2.3 trillion. And they were using the word infrastructure for anything they wanted to uh, to fool the American people that they were going to have to spend all this money on roads and bridges when really looking at about 6% of that total. And uh, when you look at uh, what the Corps of Engineers has to do with the, uh, with the projects, especially when you think of dikes and uh, with the, uh, uh, the dams and everything else that they have to keep up to make sure we have navigation on our rivers, to make sure that especially for our farmers can, and, uh, can move uh, their crops uh, quickly uh, to ports and also other types of trade and traffic. But uh, then you throw in the, uh, the the broadband issue that takes you up to about 25 percent, and the Democrats have really blown a huge hole out there in that one with the numbers they want to come up with. But uh, I think the real issue is going to come down to how you're going to pay for this. Uh, you know, uh, President Trump, is being, uh, I'm sorry, President Biden was saying that oh, we're going to just tax the rich, tax the rich, and that's how we're going to pay for it. And uh, all of a sudden, people started finding out, hey, that's going to affect all of us. And uh, so I think it's a, it's a real problem that we have just on figuring out how are you going to pay for this infrastructure package. 
And I know over in the Senate, that's what they've been looking at and how they're going to come up with it. But here in the House, you know, we've on the Republican side, we've come up with a, uh, a pretty detailed plan as to how we would uh, approach this, and uh, we pay for it. But uh, the uh, you know when you look at the uh, on the Democrat side, that it's pretty much just keep spending money and don't worry about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, is there any concern right now about continued inflation? Obviously, we've seen massive inflation in the country over the last year uh, with the Biden administration coming in with all the money that we're actually spending right now. We've seen raw materials skyrocket. We've seen housing markets skyrocket. We've seen pretty much everything. Gas has skyrocketed across the nation. If we spend more money like this with this infrastructure package, would that affect the inflation rates to continue to go up? Because that's a big concern for a lot of people. Well, I don't see how it doesn't, because when you look at uh, the massive amount of spending the Democrats spent without one Republican voting for it, remember that quote-unquote COVID package early in the year at $1.9 trillion. You know, this president wrote out a, a, a budget, what he'd like to spend, of over $6 trillion. It's, I mean, this is crazy, because, you know, we have to pay the piper at some point in time, and it's going to be sooner than people think. And I keep stressing, and years ago when I served on the Budget Committee, I look at these numbers that, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're going to be paying in 2031 $800 billion to pay interest on the national debt, and that's if interest rates don't go up. We know interest rates are going to go up. So, you know, we could be uh, fast approaching thinking about paying a trillion dollars just to pay interest on the national debt. And then when people wonder how you're going to pay for things in the future, well, we got to pay our creditors because we got to keep them happy so they keep buying all of the notes and bonds of the Treasury Department itself. <laughs> so uh, and, and we've, we've been watching inflation. We've watched you know, uh, uh, gas prices going up. Uh, needless to say, when the President of the United States goes out and kills the Keystone Pipeline uh, that you know, runs over 600, 800, probably about 850,000 barrels of uh, oil a day, uh, that would have come into this country over 11,000 good-paying union jobs to construct that uh, that pipeline. When you think about all of the things that uh, have been going on, we need more energy in this country, not less. And uh, you know, when the American people aren't used to seeing gas prices back at 319, 320, because uh, well, we all remember what happened, we hit four dollars and 19 cents a gallon across the country. It was devastating to the economy. And we don't hear the president or the Democrats talking anything about that. Wow, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Uh, last question on that before I want to move on here. But regarding taxes, as you mentioned before, and taxing the evil corporations, evil rich people, we had heard the Biden administration trying to push for that international corporate tax rate all across the board. So that way companies can't leave the country because it's all going to be the same all over the all over the world, no matter where they try to go. Is that still a thing? And Or has that kind of died off? I know some other countries like Ireland said, yeah, no, we're not going to do a international minimum corporate tax rates, and, and we want it to be lower so that way you guys can come here. Is that going to stifle some of those conversations, or do you still think the Biden administration could try to raise corporate tax rates here in the nation, uh, driving out a lot of business? Well, uh, again, you're absolutely right, because, again, if uh, you drive out business, they're going to go someplace else. And uh, with this administration, again, the Democrats don't care about it, it seems, is that what we had done with the Republican tax legislation that President Trump signed that brought on an economy that's the best we've had in you know decades with a 3.5 point percent unemployment rate, how do we get there? Is by lowering taxes, letting companies repatriate those dollars back in America, making letting them uh, you know go out there, use those dollars to 
uh, build new factories, hire more employees, buy more machinery. It just goes right on and on and on. If you go ahead and put the um, United States behind that proverbial eight ball and say, oh, we're going to do this and raise taxes and we're going to have this global tax, there will be countries out there that won't do it, and they're going to say to all the companies, hey, come here. You know what's going to happen? They're going to go there. And so it's just like everything this administration is doing in the Democrats. You know, we've, uh, when it comes to when they talk about uh, the climate, the United States has reduced uh, its emissions the best in the globe over the last 15 years. Uh, we've had, a, you know, a, a, uh, that reduction of 20% from 2005 to 2020. Do we ever get credit for that? No. What they want to do is to say, no, we're going to just keep making it harder and harder and harder for American businesses to stay here. Yeah. Congressman Bob Latta, 5th District of Ohio. Let's talk real quickly. A last question for you about the southern border. We got the announcement earlier yesterday and a little bit this morning that Kamala Harris is finally going to make it down to the southern border after all the pressure. Now, she's saying that the time's finally right and she's been planning on it, but she's finally making it to the southern border. Are we going to get anything out of it or is it just going to be a photo op because she really doesn't want to be down there? Well, if she wanted to be down there, she would have been down there on day one. You know, the only way that I know how to do a job is to see it and, and get at it. And uh, when you look at the scores of uh, House Republicans that have gone to the border to see it for themselves what's going on, and uh, they have the Vice President of the United States, who's supposed to be in charge of this, finally going down there, I believe it's on Friday, uh, finally saying, yeah, I'm going to go down there. Well, I think it's going to be more of a photo op and, and just say, gee, this isn't that good of a situation. And, uh, you know, they, they won't admit it's a crisis. Uh, the Border Patrol people will tell you a crisis when you have 180,000 people that they caught in one month. Uh, that's a crisis. And when you think about the, uh, the heroin, the fentanyl, the cocaine, the marijuana that is streaming across our borders because 40% of our Border uh, Patrol is offline doing paperwork now, it's a disaster, and, uh, you know, the American people want answers. Uh, when you think about uh, when I was there, and uh, you have a facility that's supposed to hold in a pod 33 kids, and it had 350. The week before, had over 400. That's a crisis, and this administration has not done one thing about it except saying, oh, come on up. Yeah. I, I hope that we can actually begin to resolve the issue, or at least work to resolve the issue a little bit, but it's not going to be from her, and it's not going to be from her going down to visit it. Although, as you mentioned, I mean, you kind of need to see the issue to figure out how to actually fix it, but she has no intention of doing so at all. I know you're out of time, my friend. Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. Real quickly, I know that uh, agricultural side, and it's been devastated and kind of changed and mixed, mixed up with all the COVID stuff and, and, and exports and uh, distribution, but we're in the middle of harvest season in the mid-America region. With our wheat, what's the latest with agriculture in your district up there? I know you have a lot of agriculture in that area, but are things looking okay, weather-wise okay, and are you guys beginning your harvest yet? Well, you know, I represent the largest farm income-producing district in the state of Ohio, as well as having one of the largest manufacturing districts. It's an interesting parallel. But, uh, you know, we had kind of a tough uh, planning season because we had a lot of, in May, uh, things weren't looking good, but all of a sudden uh, farmers were able to get out in the field, and then we had that really, really hot weather and things really exploded. So uh, as I've been out in the district, the wheat's turning. We usually see wheat coming off the uh, the week of the 4th of July. You know, prices are up. Uh, we want to, uh, for our farmers, and uh, I'm just praying for them because my mom's family had been uh, on a farm in Putnam County for uh, since the 1840s uh, until my grandparents passed away. 
And my wife's family, they're still on the same family farm up in Williams County, which is in the corner of Ohio with Michigan and, and Indiana, since 1833. Wow. So, uh, you know, we're all praying for a good harvest uh, for our farmers when uh, the wheat's coming off. But, uh, uh, you know, the crops look good. Corn, corn's growing. Uh, it's going to be well past knee-high by the 4th of July. And so uh, we, we're all looking for uh, much better times ahead on the ag side uh, this year. Good. That's good. I always feel bad for the farmers because there's so many factors out of their hands, and they always seem to keep on trucking every single year. So I'm glad things are looking up up there in that area of Ohio. Congressman Bob Ladder, we always appreciate the time. Keep up the fight in Washington, D.C. It's such a hard battle, and we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again here real soon. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day.